Welcome to the New Hope 365 podcast. We are currently offering two Sunday services each week. We have a 9 a.m. worship service that you can attend in person or you can watch live online at newhope365.church. And we have a 10.30 a.m. in-person family service for parents and children to attend together. We would love to connect with you and your family however you feel comfortable, either in person or online. And now, here is today's message. Okay, Kingdom of Shepherds, uh, part two. And why is it that in the kingdom of God, uh, and, and Jesus talked about the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of God, we, we interconnect those when we say, I say kingdom of God, kingdom of heaven. Um, uh, that's all in this inclusive there. Why is it that we would ever need shepherds? And, and, and why does he use this analogy of sheep? Anybody? Can anybody help me with that? Why do we need shepherds? Because potentially we could go astray and we need to be brought back in. We potentially go, go astray. So we need shepherding, okay? Anything else? What else? Why would we need shepherds? Because sheep are dumb. I'm thinking that you all are not. I'm thinking that literally we have a lot of brilliant sheep in the room and online. And so, and so there, but, but yeah, but the, the analogy is that sometimes sheep can definitely not be using all of their thoughts and just kind of go wherever. Yeah. Can be dumb. I can be dumb. Sheep don't know their vulnerableness. And what would sheep be vulnerable to? To, to wolves. The Bible talks about that literally there, and Jesus uses this analogy that, and, and the Bible uses the analogy of that, that sheep are not only can go astray, and that's dangerous because what if you go dangerous? What potentially is going to hurt you? Wolves? Of course, other things that could hurt you, such as rocks or cliffs. Did you guys see in the news? There was like a dog that over at the Pennybacker Bridge fell like 70, 70 feet off a cliff. And the guy found the dog or saw the dog fall or something like that. It was in the news and literally didn't die. And, you know, it was in, and I don't think it was even too injured. Um, that's incredible. Go off a cliff and says it must have hit some trees. But see, we potentially, we potentially can fall off cliffs if we didn't have a shepherd, which Jesus being what? The good shepherd ultimately leads us if we'll allow him to lead us, if we'll engage him. But then the, the Jesus, and the New Testament gives to the church shepherds to help make sure that none of us are going to be harmed. So we look for that. And then the hope is that as we mature, that though we may not be shepherds from a standpoint of on a platform or in a formal role, isn't it cool to know that you can mature and actually be looking out for each other? That actually you can look around and go, potentially there's harm there. I could help that sheep or I could help that brother or sister. This is, this is our, our, what our Heavenly Father has put in place looking out for us. Making sure that we're maturing because there are religious wolves. And there are places that we could go because of just the fact that we're depressed. We're anxious. We're frustrated. We're angry. You name it. And we just want to pitch it all aside and go, I'm done with God and I'm done with the church and I'm done with all. And our heavenly father's going, no, don't, you don't have to live that way. You can actually live in delight and in joy and in hope. And this, these green pastures that the Bible talks about, streams of living water, so, 
religious wolves. The reason we talk about wolves and the reason is because um, in understanding, then we say, okay, God, help us to not be led astray. And I've come, and I shared this at the end of the message yesterday, last week, and I wanted to expound on it just a little bit. In, in the, this wolfness world, uh, we have liberal, like, wolves, and we have, and I'm not talking about Democrats or Republicans, so that you have, you have liberalism and you have legalism, and liberalism within, uh, within cults or within those that would potentially hurt the church are people that would say things like, love, just love everybody, which love is great, right? Love is wonderful, all that. But how many of you know that there's actually more to the kingdom than just love? Though it's the greatest gift, and though it's important, if we just go, let's just love, and we forget the other things, potentially there's harm. There just is. Then you have the legalism side, which is, which is all of these rules and do's and don'ts. And honestly, many of us have even probably walked away or had, had, had been hurt by the church because there's been legalism in these boxes. And you are going, I can't live. I can't meet that standard. And it becomes really hard. In the New Testament, there's a group of people that uh, were very liberal. And, and it was the church in Corinth. And Paul plants the church, and he volunteer pastored it for 18 months. And he goes, and he leaves the church to advance the gospel in Ephesus. And people in the small church of roughly 50 people quickly proceed to deny the resurrection of Jesus, get naked and have sex, support alternative lifestyles, and some guy sleeping with his stepmother, swap genders, they sue each other for money and get drunk in communion. And it honestly... If you looked at it, it would be like, for some of you, you might remember Jerry Springer. I don't even know if Jerry Springer's still on. Okay? Drama. All kinds of drama. The, the New Testament church in Corinth had all of this stuff. And the visitors to the church in Corinth were so distressed that they called out for Paul. And they pulled the fire alarm, so to speak, and said, something's messed up in Corinth. And what had happened is there had been wolves that had crept in. And began to cause all kinds of harm. And they needed shepherds. And that's when Paul says in 1 Corinthians chapter 4 verse 17. That's why I sent a shepherd named Timothy. My beloved and faithful child in the Lord. He will remind you of how I follow Christ Jesus. Just as I teach in all the churches wherever I go. Now, how I follow who? Christ Jesus. This is critical. Stay with me for, for, for some time here. And now let's look at John chapter 8, verses 42 and following. Jesus, keeping Jesus at the center. As Jesus is now talking about discipleship and people gathering around, as many people did because they love to hear the great rabbi, the teacher speaking. And, and they're asking him about, you know, where he's from and, 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 and whose son he really is. And he speaks to this as they're asking questions, the, the leaders of the law and Pharisees. And Jesus says, if God were your father, you would love me because I have come to you from God. I am not here on my own, but he sent me. Why, why can't you understand this? Okay. It is because you can't even hear me. Who can't they hear? Jesus. For you are children of your father, the devil, 
And you love to do the evil things he does. He was a murderer from the beginning. He has always hated the truth because there is no truth in him. When he lies, I mean, think about that. When he lies, he is consistent with his character. At least you know the enemy is consistent. Okay? And that, 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 that's his character, for he's a liar and the father of lies. So when I tell you the truth, you just naturally don't believe me. Naturally, our bent as sheep is to hear lies and buy into that. That's the assault on us. But our Heavenly Father is, is wanting us to come in and go, that may be the natural part, but what happens is when, you, when your blinders are removed and, our, and the Holy Spirit comes and begins to fill you, what happens is the natural lies that you maybe had been receiving before begin to be held back at bay because truth is being brought to the table and no longer you're not being deceived. You're just not being deceived. So, but naturally you don't believe me. So when you see things around the world and around the globe that are supernatural, it is natural to go I don't know if I believe that or not. Why? Because the enemy would like you to think that nothing good, no miraculous, no power, no move of God is actually real. He would like you to believe that what you see is all a quick just case of freakish people. When actually the kingdom of God is moving and touching and freeing and liberating and doing things that only the kingdom of God can do through his church, Jesus being the head. And he says, which of you can truthfully accuse me of sin? And since I'm telling you the truth, Why don't you believe me? Anyone who belongs to God listens gladly to the words of God, but you don't listen because you don't belong to God. Then the people retorted. So they're sitting in a group. You Samaritan devil, you you half-breed, you loser, you devil, you demon. Didn't we say all along that you were possessed by a demon? I mean, at that point, I'm throwing down everything. And I'm probably going to go into a full-on brawl. Why? Because you're just called a half-breed. You could, you could use whatever slang or words you want. If you're in a conversation, you're hearing that, and you're going, are you for real? And Jesus is just as chill as chill can be. He's having this conversation, and he's secure in who he is. And that's what the Heavenly Father wants to do as you are shepherded, and you grow, as you mature, to that nobody, whatever people say to you, isn't actually going to hurt you but you're walking in the security of God and here they are and they says, he says, no, I have no demon in me for I honor my father and you dishonor me. And though I have no wish to glorify myself, God is going to glorify me. He is the true judge and I tell you the truth, anyone who obeys me, my teaching will never die. Who's teaching? Who's teaching? Jesus, whoever obeys my teaching will never die so you're getting at the center you're getting jesus he is the focal point here the people said now we know that you are possessed by a demon even abraham and the prophets died but you say anyone who obeys my teaching will never die are you greater than our father abraham he died and so did the prophets who do you think you are and jesus said if i want to glorify glory for myself it doesn't count But it is my Father who will glorify me. You say he is our God, but you do not even know him. I know him. If I said otherwise, I would be as great a liar as you. Just pitching it back. (laughs) I'd be as great a liar as you, but I do know him and obey him. Your father Abraham rejoiced as he looked forward to my coming. He saw it and was glad. The people said, you aren't even 50 years old. How can you say you have seen Abraham? They're not connecting the dots. 
Maybe I wouldn't either in this conversation. It's Jesus speaking and talking about things that they really hadn't heard or understand. But they were wolves. They were wolves. Jesus answered, I tell you the truth, before Abraham was even born, I am. Go back to Exodus, look at that. Moses and God, the burning bush. And what happens is God says, Moses goes, who are you? And he goes, I am. Who do I say has sent me out? I am. I just tell him that I am sent me out? Yes, I am. Before the world was, I existed. And Jesus is saying, I am God. I am God. At that point, they picked up the stones to throw at him. But Jesus had a cloak of invisibility. And he was hidden from them and he left the temple. So here's this, here's this struggle, here's this tension going on. And so in the kingdom of God, the, dark, the doctrine starts with Jesus as your, as your compass and as your cornerstone. Jesus, always. If you're struggling today, come back front and center, get into focus as to what the Bible talks about. In the Bible, Jesus is the compass, points true north. In the Bible... Then the setting is a cornerstone on a building, and once you get, this is what I've come to the conclusion, if you're struggling, once you get Jesus right, everything else seems to come into alignment. If you get Jesus right. And that's why, that's why we have to focus on Christ and false teachers and wolves always try to create a false view of Jesus so that people are deceived into thinking and learning about and walking with the real Jesus when they are not. So the question I would have with you is this today. Online. What Jesus are you walking with? What Jesus are you walking with? A democratic Jesus? Republican Jesus, a personal my way Jesus, have it my way Jesus, who's your Jesus? And what has he meant in your life? Why does it matter? Why? And this is what he says in Corinthians, Paul says in 2 Corinthians chapter 11 verse 4, you happily put up with whatever anyone tells you. In other words, you should be thinking about what is right and good. And even if they preach a different Jesus than the one we preach, you listen to them. Or a different kind of spirit than the one you received. Or a different kind of gospel than the one you believed. You're buying into all of this stuff. But if, if somebody's teaching other things that are contrary to the true Jesus, don't buy it. Don't drink the Kool-Aid. Today, what happens is, the false teaching that is, is around our culture is promoting things that are, are really distorted. And here's just an interesting side note. Do you know how many cults roughly there are in the United States? I mean, anybody cult experts? Okay, <laughs> I know, right? There is almost over 3,000 cults in North America. Okay? And now that doesn't mean that all of them are go, you know, becoming the, you know, the Jim Jones and drinking Kool-Aid and all of that. But there's, it's fascinating how people can get twisted. Do you know how many people of those three-some thousand uh, are, are in those cults across North America, what they estimate? In our culture, almost over three million people, they estimate, are being led and navigated down roads that are teaching a different gospel 
other than the one I'm teaching you. So, false teachers would rather teach you, you know, that God is love. Of course he is, but that's not, it's all the gospel. It's not just God is love. All, we, have, we need to teach all of God's attributes, and love is often in, in, uh, interpreted to mean tolerance, which false which, which falsely says that Jesus is fine with whatever you do online, that's not true. Jesus is not fine with whatever you do. Okay? There is no such thing as sin, sin they'll teach oftentimes, or they'll teach something so radically far out there. They'll, t- they'll talk about uh, there's no such thing as repentance or holiness, and no one is going to hell. And this is, this is what I have come to the understanding is it, it's the enemy's way as the author of lies to come in and deceive you, twist you, mess you up, and make you begin to question everything. Nearly all false religions and spirituality seek a way to include their fake version of Jesus. Let me just give you some interesting ones and in, in, in all that. Oh, well, let, me, let me pitch it to you for a moment. What are false religions right now that are out there? Online, put it in. What's that? Jehovah's Witness. Okay, well, hey, that's, that's a top. Jesus, did I put down in my notes? Jesus, Jehovah's Witnesses say that what Jesus was merely Michael the archangel and created being that became a man. What else? What other cults are out there? Scientology, Scientology. yeah. Go, go to Scientology, and that's a fascinating one to me, because according to Scientology, Jesus is an implant forced upon theta, or life, upon life about a million years ago. What else? Satanism, Satanism. yeah. Well, they're just flat, the occult. Yeah, You're just, I mean, that, that, that one just take, you just jumped in there, John. Yeah, what else? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Unitarian uh, Universalists say that Jesus was not God, but rather a great man to be respected solely for his teaching, love, justice, and healing. There's an assault on Jesus. And I'm wondering if there's assault, an assault on your Jesus. What else? Online, what else? Mormonism. Yeah, you got more teaches Jesus was not God, but only a man who became one of many gods. It furthermore teaches that he was a half-brother of Lucifer. So there's a little Satan in Jesus. What else? Anybody else? Yeah, you, yeah, that's, a, that's, a, that's an interesting one. I won't get, dive into Seventh-day Adventists, but there's some interesting theology there, doctor. Yeah, humanism and, and, and this, this, this belief that we are all in the kind of in the new age sense, what you have there is new age gurus see Jesus as yet another guru and God. They just, they just see this world, you know, we're all gods. Okay. So, Freemasonry or Masons. My family had some roots in that with my grandfather and, or the Masons. Um, and, and I don't know that people truly understand what the Freemasons or Masons stand for. And so they just are part of it. It's just a local lodge that gets together and does things. But in the reading of Scripture at the lodge meetings, they intentionally omit the name Jesus in their occult ceremonies. Baha'i say Jesus was a manifestation of God and a prophet, but inferior to Muhammad, a Baha'u'llah. Buddhism believes Jesus was not God, but rather an enlightened man like Buddha. Okay? Hinduism has many views of Jesus. Not the only God, but believe most likely he was a wise man and an incarnation of God, much like Krishna. Islam says Jesus was nearly a man and a prophet who was inferior to Muhammad. 
So you see that there's, there's, all, of these, there, there's all of these concepts and ideas, but take this to the bank. There's only one Jesus among the counterfeits. There's only one Jesus among the counterfeits, and that's the Jesus that needs to be our Jesus, and that's the Jesus that only can bring hope to people in our culture. There's only one Jesus that when you sit down across a table and talk to somebody, it's the only one that's going to save, deliver, heal, set free, and so forth. Okay? And so we have this this false versus true And the primary job of the church, in my estimation, one of the primary jobs is to prepare God's people for knowing this Jesus and ultimately meeting this Jesus and and, and showing them this Jesus. In fact, it was so important that, that what did Jesus say on his route out of heaven? Go and do what? He's like ascending to heaven. Go and make disciples. Make disciples. Make disciples of who? Make disciples of Jesus. And you are the representation of Jesus to the world. And so if you don't know who your Jesus is, if you don't know who you're following, then it is very scary to have somebody following you when they don't have a clue that you don't know and have a clue who you're following. And the primary job of a true prophet then is to prepare God's people. And they know and they see the, the God, they, they know God, and, and God knows and shows the, these futures sometimes, and oftentimes he reveals it. And so a true prophet of God is going, to bring out, is going to bring out Jesus and teach Jesus and help you grow to love Jesus and not try to take you down and manipulate you to be a part of something, do something that is errant. Did you know that roughly one quarter of the Old Testament is prophetic? in nature and reveals the future of God's people and it's like it's like God is showing us all along Jesus Jesus look to Jesus so in a kingdom of shepherds in a kingdom of shepherds it is important that we don't get our eyes off of that and we get it back focused now I, I thought I'd just share like some ways to recognize false prophets but let me just ask you again and so online you can do this how do you know a false prophet other now you can just go well he, the pro- false prophet doesn't necessarily um, teach the true Jesus I get that but what would a false prophet do today mixes truth error combines those so how will you know what is truth and error by knowing the truth it's like counterfeit bills, man. You know, you po- po- post something, Angel and I were talking about something we posted on Craigslist the other day, and, you know, scammers are calling me, and I'm like, man, I hate Craigslist when they try to scam me and stuff. Not Craigslist, the people that are doing that. And, and she goes, well, what if they bring cash to you and it's counterfeit? And I'm like, I guess I better know what's real. What else? How, do you, how are you going to know whether, whether somebody's a false prophet or a true prophet? A true leader or false prophet, false leader. By their fruit. Yeah. What else? Who, who gets the glory? Who's getting the glory and the honor and the praise? Is it about that person or is it about Jesus? Anything else? Okay. Some ways to recognize some false shepherds false prophets you can call them wolves false prophets are wolves who lie about the future to you 
Here's Ezekiel 13, 10. It says, It is definitely because they have misled my people, saying peace, when there is no peace. It's like me getting up here and saying to you, everybody, all's going to be good today. Uh, with election results and everything around you, just so you know, um, the world is evolving to become better. So just get together and sing kumbaya, it's all good. The reality is, is that scripture talks about a day that is happening and a day that is continuing to come where the world continues to get more dark and get more like away from Jesus and potentially even the church has fallen asleep. False prophets say things that people want to hear and they ignore personal sin. And say everything is going, everybody, everyone's going to heaven. It says this in Isaiah 5.20. Woe to those of who call evil good and good evil. Who substitute darkness for light and light for darkness. Who substitute bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. Woe to us that would do that. So there's this false narrative and they lie about the future. Secondly, I've come to the conclusion that false prophets say, pray on people's fears is there anybody out in culture right now in a in a place of position and power that is preying on people's fears i'm not trying to split a church here i'm just asking questions of what you see is there online is there anybody that's preying on people's fears the media is always praying yes and so we can trust the media right no, the, no, I'm not saying that you don't want, read the news and, you, and everybody becomes like, oh, they're all lying. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that we need to understand what is true north and who our hope and where our peace and where our joy comes from. And it's not from the left. It's not from the right. It's not from a new party. It's not, it is from Christ and Christ alone. And they, they pray on our, it says in Matthew 24, Verse 11 and 12, and many false prophets will rise up. This is in our hour. This is in the day right now while we're living. There are actually false prophets that will rise up and mislead many people. And because lawlessness is increased, most people's love will become cold. Where's your love? Who are you in love with? Has your love grown cold? Are you more on fire and passionate for God today than when the day you gave your life to Jesus? False prophets, number three, are often flatterers. Luke 6, 26. Woe to, woe to you when all people speak well of you, for their fathers used to, be, used to treat the false prophets the same way. So people want to be liked and looked at, and, like, and, and, and these, these, these wolves, and they, they want to like woo you by their soothe, soothing words. In fact, I love what Paul said, and I'm not going to put the scripture up here. He said, did I come to you with eloquence of speech and eloquence of words? Paul said, no, I didn't. I didn't come to you with eloquence of words and eloquence of speech and all of that. He said, I came to you in the power of the Holy Spirit working through me that bears fruit. And so, Woe to you when people speak well of you and your fathers, they used to speak, but then look at 2 Timothy chapter 4, verses 3, 3 through 4. For a time will come, I'm gonna, 
I'm going to embellish this for just a moment. For a time will come when the 21st century, 2020 church will not tolerate sound doctrine. But wanting to have their ears tickled, they will accumulate for themselves teachers in accordance with their own desires. And they turn, they'll turn their ears from the truth and will turn aside to myths. This is something that we have to stay dialed into and connected with because we, are bar- we have this barrage and I would say tsunami of information coming our way even so that we could be, what, deceived into believing something that is not true, it's errant, erroneous, and we go, okay, we're all up in our feels, we want it to feel, but we don't want to understand what is right and true. And so therefore we go, well, I'm thinking it's more like, and I'm thinking it's more, if we get away from true north in the scripture, we are in dangerous territory territory and potentially deceived and if you don't think that that's true hold with me for just a moment because jesus talks about that look at number four of false prophets often work with demonic power that makes them seem like god's anointed it's like this counterfeiting the kingdom of god leading us astray with clairvoyance Healing, revelations, visions, and other demonstrations of unusual supernatural power. Okay, so if I'm coming in and I'm clairvoyant and I'm reading your mind, and I'm reading your mind and I'm telling you whatever, okay, and I'm praying over you and there's miraculous stuff taking place, but I'm a wolf, how do you know that? Because what you're seeing is like, whoa, wow. How do you know? just asking online how do you know if somebody comes in and you're watching them do supernatural things i'm not i don't have like a canned answer pin drop hmm. matthew 24 24 false christ and false prophets will arise and lead and will provide great signs and wonders in our culture now and in time to come yet. Signs and wonders as to mislead, if possible, even those that are elect, even those that are Christians. Last one, and I'm almost done. False prophets are wolves who wear the sheep's clothing until the good shepherd Jesus exposes them. And just so you know, let's say you've been wounded. Let's say somebody's come and hurt you, your family, your friend, your, your children, hurt them. And you're going, man, I would like to hurt them. Don't worry. Jesus has got it all covered. He's got it taken care of from the beginning to the end. And he will expose them. Matthew seven twenty one through 23. And this is, this is huge because ultimately these individuals that are coming with clairvoyancy and doing miracles and things. He says, not everyone who says to me, verse 21, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. But the one who does the will of my Father, who is in heaven, will enter. That is, spend eternity with God, with other believers, those that have given their life to Jesus. And many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name, and in your name cast out demons? And in your name, we what? We performed many miracles. 
And so you can see that there are actually people in our culture that are doing things, and you're watching, you're observing it, and, and if you don't know what is truly right and good and discern, you're, we're going to be sucked into that, and literally one day they're going to go, didn't I do this, and didn't I do this? In fact, wonder, I wonder if any of us will go, well, I did, and I did, and I did, but he goes, but he goes you know what? You had a different Jesus. And you're like, Jason, you're scaring us. I'm not, no, no, it's not the point. The point is for us to press in to understand the true Jesus and follow the true Jesus. And don't follow Jason. Don't follow me. Only follow me as I follow Christ. Only follow Steve as Steve follows Christ. Only follow John as John follows Christ or Sam. Or, or just make sure that when you're following and, and that the shepherd is truly what? Following Jesus. And that they're showing and exuding and, and revealing the fruit from their lives. And Jesus says in verse 23, and then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Leave me, you who practice lawlessness. I don't have time to read this, this last scripture. It's, it's a big one, a last portion of scripture, which is Acts chapter 20. And it's where Paul is going to Ephesus. And, and uh, he's, he's, he's going, he calls to together the leaders of the church. He calls them all together. And he's having this conversation. He says, okay, I want you to know I, I've gotten a word from God that this is the last time I'm actually going to see you face to face because I'm actually going to go to Jerusalem. I don't know how things are going to unfold, but I think it's going to be pretty bad. I think I'm going to die. Uh, or I'm going to be imprisoned or something like that. And he's sitting there and he's having this, this really great conversation and dialoguing. And as he's talking through it, he says, and there will be people that will arise from among you that will lead people astray. As I'm reading that, I'm going, he's like having this moment, and they're crying, and they're weeping over other, and then he looks out, and he goes, and some of you are wolves. And he prays over them. And so I've been praying, not just for New Hope 365, but as we go into 2021 20, until Jesus comes back and, and as we go into these years ahead, that our Heavenly Father will keep us safe, not only as the good shepherd, but as we lead, and that God will continue to raise up shepherds among us that will love the Lord their God with all their heart, soul, mind, and strength and truly know Jesus. And so the challenge that I have for you this week is what Jesus are you following? What Jesus is modeled for you? What he has shown you? Are you going to follow that? Are you willing to, are you willing to study the real? Know the real? And did you know the Bible talks about, and they couldn't understand why Jesus was talking, the disciples couldn't understand this. And he says, and you will know the truth. You will know Jesus and Jesus will do what? He will set you free. And so I've asked the Lord, and I'm going to pray this over you, that this is what God will give you today and impart to you what I can impart to you. Bow your heads. Close your eyes. Bow your head. Those of you online, I pray over you, church, that God will give you wisdom and understanding 
and that you will be imparted that wisdom by the power of the Spirit of God. That he will fill you. That he will reveal to you truth and righteousness. That he will reveal to you the true Jesus so that you will not be taken and led astray, taken down roads in which which are detrimental and harmful to you or your family or your spouse, or that you truly will be imparted wisdom and understanding and revelation from God. And that if anybody brings or twists or teaches a gospel other than that of Christ and Him crucified, (laughs) rose from the dead, coming again for the church, if anybody teaches a gospel other than Jesus, the true Jesus, that you will run that you will trust and you will run to the strong tower that the name of the Lord, the Bible says, is a strong tower. You, the righteous, can run to it and be safe. That you will walk in God's presence and power and help us, O God, to do what's right and to live in ways that God honor you. Help us, Heavenly Father, right now as you are showing and beginning to reveal that there literally are things that are around that we're not to be afraid of, that we don't have to live in fear, for your kingdom is not a kingdom of fear. But you said that you can give us a, this, this spirit of power and of love and a sound mind. Impart to your church, O oh God, individuals, upon those that are listening right now, online listening, the God, those that will listen, impart to them, God, sound mind, understanding so that God we will not be afraid but we will walk in the confidence of your spirit and that we will know you and it will free us to be men and women that will truly relationally love people to you Jesus help us be about your purpose and you get the glory we decrease and you increase Thank you, Jesus. Now, one last prayer, God. We need a vaccine. And we pray, oh God, over our nation right now, we pray that you would bring those things into place, align those things and bring it. But God, help us not to just grow comfortable and go, oh, just, just, we just hope we, that, Lord, we would really be praying for our cities and our neighborhoods, our nation, that people in the midst of this will come to you And that more importantly than just a vaccine, though that's important and that's huge, that they would experience the true vaccine, and that is you, Jesus. Give us that passion and give us that heart. Thank you, Jesus, in your awesome and mighty and limitless name, God, we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to today's message. We'd like to invite you to visit our website at newhope365.church. That's newhope365.church, where you can access past sermons and devotional series, get connected to one of our life groups, and keep up with the latest information about everything that is happening here at New Hope 365.